It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. It's April 3rd in the Planetary Asylum. Is anything getting any better anywhere? How's the horizon looking for any that don't have their eyes wide shut? Is it dark or is it pitch black? Question, what's more alarming, a clinically insane power structure or populations that refuse to open their eyes to what is unfolding from countless directions at blinding speed? How many are, even now, completely asleep at the wheel? The moment a critical mass of the population is forced to realize that the party is over, panic will ensue, along with the law of the jungle when there's not enough to go around, and there already isn't. The worst than Mad Max reality is next. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the non-political, commercial-free, global alert news hour from geoengineeringwatch.org, now aired on the West Coast, East Coast, Alabama, Chicago, and starting in a week, also Texas and Florida. If you want to know how bad things really are, stay tuned for the headline reports that few are willing to face, though very soon there will be no hiding from the Mad Max reality that is almost upon us. And about the question of whether or not we can make a difference at this late hour, think long and hard about this. In the words of the Hopi elders, quote, we are the ones we have been waiting for. Mainstream media of every political flavor is designed to distract populations from anything, from everything that matters most. Remember that. If you're feeding from the mainstream media trough of deception, time to take a long, hard look at the horizon that the controllers are doing their absolute best to distract you from. Every form of political theater is scripted for the purpose of polarizing, dividing, and distracting populations, and how effective it has been so far. And now, for any that are willing to connect the dots, the controlling of populations is clearly a primary objective. What bottom-line factors are fueling the rapidly increasing power structure total desperation? I'll cover breaking reports on that front shortly, but first a sample of breaking headlines across the spectrum of what is unfolding. From last week, Fauci orders children not to be allowed to play together unmasked until they're all vaxxed. From that report, while appearing on a Sunday show, Anthony Fauci made yet another controversial COVID-19 health dictate that seems to go against the science. Children are not allowed to play together while unmasked unless they have all been vaccinated. By emergency approved, completely experimental vaccines. As I covered in last week's broadcast, this is directly from the U.S. government site clinicaltrials.gov. Pfizer injection will not be complete. The trials until January 27th, 2023. Moderna trials will not be complete until December 2023. AstraZeneca trials not complete until February 2023. And the AstraZeneca injection, as I shared in a previous broadcast, my father-in-law and my stepfather, both parallel stories. Hours after the injection, both in the, one in the emergency ward, one in critical care, both in the hospital for a week, both not well still today. Neither event reported to the official CDC vaccine adverse reaction statistical site. How many are not being reported? 
How much does the public not know about what's going on? From unfolding biosphere collapse that's happening at blinding speed, more on that shortly, but from that to the actions of the controllers, so much of the public doesn't want to know, somehow believing that if they just do what they're told, everything will magically work out fine. How many are paying attention to the constant rewriting of official narratives, of official dictates that make no rational sense whatsoever when compared to available data and previous official policies? The vast majority of societies are shockingly following official dictates and policies without questioning or investigating. How well is that working out so far? How many actually still believe those in power have their best interests in mind? And about the power brokers, in the words of George Carlin, quote, it's a big club and you ain't in it. And how accurate he was. It's unfortunate we lost this insightful individual. Again, the question, how many are paying attention at all? Or is the industrialized society casino of endless consumption on a finite planet with finite resources just too enticing? Next headline on that note, quote from last week, we're spending like we'll never run out of cash. They can print all the money they want, and that's in fact exactly what they're doing and doling it out from helicopters, if you will, by the COVID relief packages, as if that's going to save us from the collapsing environment around us. Just actions to pacify populations until we hit the wall at full velocity. And few yet understand the scenario that's unfolding. Another headline, welcome to the COVID testing industrial complex which is fast becoming a $100 billion a year industry. How many commercials we see that are pharmaceutical industrial complex on mainstream TV? The vast majority of all the ailments now inflicting the human race, so many of which are respiratorily related, are atmosphere filled with highly toxic particulates, and it's not just pollution. It is the fallout from ongoing climate engineering operations, operations that have been verified at altitude with atmospheric testing in a NOAA flying lab. That's the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, a flying lab that was acquired by geoengineeringwatch.org. Go to geoengineeringwatch.org, top center column, and view the dimming documentary. Please share the link to that documentary with anyone, everyone you can. It is verifiable, conclusive proof at what's raining down through our atmosphere that we are all inhaling. And the pharmaceutical industrial complex, back to the COVID testing the financial bonanza being gained from that for those that we would call the disaster capitalists, lining their pockets with loot on the deck of a sinking ship. How much sense does that make? The pharmaceutical industrial complex and the medical industrial complex exist for their own ends. They profit from sick and dying societies, but ultimately for those at the very top, for those who print the money, for those who actually control the medical industrial complex, and the pharmaceutical industrial complex. This is not about profit. This is about a planet with life support systems that are imploding. They know it. Governments all over the globe know they can no longer support their populations. Plug that into the equation, and the picture will become much more clear. On that note, this headline. Germany warns third coronavirus wave could be worse so far. As geoengineeringwatch.org has stated at the very onset of the CV-19 scenario, the CV-19 fires would be stoked at the discretion of the controllers. Biosphere collapse is the underlying driving factor and will remain the bottom line. More headlines. One-third of all countries worldwide are now completely closed to international tourism. 
Next headline, if you live in these cities, don't breathe. And in this report, there are a list of a great many cities. But they are only testing for PM10, 10 microns or 2.5 microns at best, across the span of the entire planet. Our atmosphere is now filled with particles much, much smaller that are going completely under the radar, that are not being reported, they're not being tested for by design. Nanoparticulates from the 20 to 100 nanometer range that are part of the climate engineering fallout. Heavy metals and polymers raining down through our air column, contaminating the entire web of life from the clouds to the ground. None of it being reported. How many in the general population have even noticed the lack of blue skies? That at best we get silvery white skies and the completely disrupted hydrological cycle. I'll get to that more later in this broadcast. The drought deluge scenario. Climate engineering completely disrupting Earth's life support systems again from top to bottom, contaminating the entire biosphere in the process. More headlines, though. And again, about being in cities that have very contaminated air from industrialized, militarized civilization. It's far worse than that. And it is the less visible nanoparticulates that keep the sky from being blue on most occasions now, even if you don't see the long horizon-to-horizon aerosol dispersions from aircraft. That's, in fact, exactly what they are. It is not condensation. The data proves that. Film footage proves that. You don't have nozzles mounted on aircraft pylons aimed into the exhaust jet stream for no reason. And film footage of these nozzles being turned on and off at altitude, that is not condensation. The entire global climate science community is stating we need to geoengineer immediately, which would involve spraying reflective particles into the sky to block some of the sun's incoming thermal radiation. As if that hasn't been ongoing for 70 years already with cataclysmic results. And yet, the insane asylum that we live in, academia that's participating in this, official agencies that are participating in this, so-called elected officials that are participating in this, and a population that doesn't want to know. We have these agencies, officials, and and scientists telling us, again, that geoengineering would look exactly like what we see in our skies. Jet dispersing particles to turn the sky a whitish color, blotting out the sun, disrupting the hydrological cycle, shredding the ozone layer. That's exactly what we would get with climate engineering, but then they tell us that's not happening, even though it's happening. And the population chooses to believe it. More headlines. We'll get to more detail on those issues later in the broadcast. Please stay with me. Suez blockage is holding up 9.6 billion of goods a day. Was that an accident? You decide. Barrier reef doomed as up to 99% of coral is at risk report finds. The other 1% isn't at risk? These reports are absolutely ridiculous and I've had the incredible honor to see the barrier reef on two private expeditions in the early 90s, when it was still mostly intact. And it is incredibly grieving for me to know it is gone now. This report states, unless immediate, quote, transformative action is taken to drastically reduce global warming, Australia is set for the destruction of its reef and more storms and floods. The Australian Academy of Sciences says, scientists that say exactly what they're told to say. And it's not just the barrier reef, as I've covered in previous broadcasts. The kelp forests are a much larger ecosystem. They are 95% gone from the entire southern rim of Australia, from the U.S. West Coast and elsewhere. And no one seems to care because Walmart is still open and McDonald's is still selling Big Macs. No one seems to care. You can buy a car for nothing down, no interest, and no payments for six months. What could go wrong? What could be wrong with the world when you can consume like that? No questions asked. 
No one is paying attention while the ship goes down and we're neck deep in water. From the UK Guardian, deep sea, quote, gold rust, secretive plans to carve up the seabed is decreed. This is the policy of militarized, industrialized society to loot, plunder, pillage and pollute until the brutal bitter end, until there's absolutely nothing left. And somehow the population believes this can magically keep going on forever. It can't. Those in power know it. Momentarily in this broadcast, I'll get to this headline. 24 world leaders announce international pandemic treaty to implement Great Reset Agenda. Keep the CV-19 scenario in mind. It is connected to everything else I am covering on this broadcast. Every dot is connected. Before getting to that report, several more headlines from last week on the loot, plunder, pillage and pollute policies of, again, industrialized, militarized civilization. And they're all connected, by the way, all governments. They're all colluding and cooperating on so many issues, key issues, climate engineering and CV-19. Neither of those issues could be conducted in the manner they are without behind-the-scenes cooperation between governments all over the world. Understand that. Whatever adversarial theater that mainstream media pushes before populations to polarize each of those populations against each other. Behind the scenes, governments are absolutely colluding and cooperating on the major issues, the major threats that we face. That's a given. Another headline. In China, as elsewhere, dredging is used to create valuable new real estate. For those who don't know what dredging is, they are literally ripping sand, soil, and other materials from the seabed and pumping it into artificial islands, to form artificial islands, devastating ecosystems around the world. The report continues, but for China's president, dredging is also an important geopolitical tool. Today, more than ever, dredges have the power to create land where there was none, altering the shapes of coastlines and the contours of countries. No nation has cultivated this power more zealously than China. In recent years, China has assembled an armada of ocean-going dredges. Horrifically bad, yes. But is China the only problem? Absolutely not. The U.S., Russia, and every other nation around the globe are all doing their part to pollute what's left of the planet. The U.S. with some 800 military bases all over the globe, all of which are horrifically polluting the environment. Russia, same in their country. Radical dumping of nuclear waste into their seas. The list is mind-numbing. It would take days and days to go through it all. This is industrialized, militarized society. It's not just this country or that country. All are involved in this. All are involved, again, in what's happening in our skies. The complete contamination of the biosphere by spraying light-scattering particles as part of solar radiation management. Weather is also being used as a weapon of war. We know this from historical documentation. Project Popeye in Vietnam is one example alone. This is the epitome of man's hubris against the planet, to play God with the weather with toxic chemicals and thinking somehow that could go on for any length of time without total extinction on the planet, which we are perilously close to, by the way. On that note, another headline from last week, krill populations drop up to 90%. We're talking about the base of the food chain for life on Earth. At least 25% of marine mammals, this report states, are on the path to extinction, study finds. That is a complete falsehood. That is patently false. It's not 25% of marine animals on the path to extinction. It's 100% of marine mammals on the path to extinction. On the current trajectory, the nonlinear equation we face, I can't stress that term enough, nonlinear, it is exponential, which means it is happening at a pace that can scarcely be comprehended. Once the dominoes start to fall, each domino knocks over a successively bigger domino, and so on. 
until we hit the wall at full velocity and everything collapses at blinding speed and we are almost there. Here's a few more reminder statistics on that front. We are currently losing some two to 300 species of plant, animal, and insect a day to extinction. And for those that claim that's normal, things have always come and gone. Here's how not normal that is. That extinction rate is 15,000 times the background rate. That's a million and a half percent of normal. There's nothing normal about that. The changes happening on our planet today are happening hundreds of times faster than any previous mass extinction event. And what do we have people doing? Again, buying their cars with nothing down, no interest, and no payments for six months, new iPhone, whatever the new electronic gadget is, or caught up in political theater, and all this while the planet is going down in flames, quite literally. And what's the human race doing? Trying to loot, plunder, and pillage the last life left on the planet. From last week, on that note, from Bloomberg and other sources, elephant herd opened for hunters to kill 287. I can't, I can't even begin to get my arms around shooting an animal like that. And oftentimes for no reason, because it's, quote, sport. And when there's so much wildlife in peril at this point, we're going to hunt the rest for profit. From this report, Botswana is offering the rights to shoot 287 elephants. The hunting season will begin April 6th with licenses to kill leopards, zebras, and buffaloes as well. This is according to the Botswana Department of Wildlife and National Parks. And in regard to Africa, let's look at the wider horizon. Americans think that the U.S. does so much to help African countries. That's not true. Here's what happens with a typical U.S. aid package to countries that have starving populations. The dictators of those countries are given a loan with the condition that they will sacrifice their resources if that loan is not paid. The so-called aid package never reaches the population. And then the IMF and other international entities with governments like the U.S. completely involved then step in and start to acquire those resources. Again, further impoverishing the population. That's the, quote, aid that we give to these countries. So now they're selling their last remaining wildlife to those that want a head to put on their wall and have the money to pay for it until there's nothing left. Until there's nothing left. That's the world we live in. Perhaps all that's just too depressing. Maybe some want a, a more cheery headline like this from last week. Cherry Blossom's earliest peak in 1,200 years. How do they know it's just 1,200 years? If it's the earliest peak in 1,200 years, perhaps it's the earliest peak in 10,000 years. Paleodatic becomes very foggy after such spans in time. But bottom line is, the entire cycle of the planet's life support systems is completely derailed. And the report states, again, linked to climate change. No mention of climate engineering. That's the part of the equation that we are not allowed to talk about. Climate engineering, solar radiation management, stratospheric aerosol injection, the spraying of our skies with highly toxic heavy metal and polymer particles that all of us are sucking up with every breath we take. We're not allowed to mention that. But for those that might have been a little bit uplifted by the cherry blossoms, even though they're coming far too early, not so fast. This headline, also from last week, COVID fear, colon, Biden admin to ban public from fresh air viewing of cherry blossoms in D.C., Jefferson, FDR, and MLK memorials. They're to be shut down for two weeks. Wouldn't want the public walking around and having a, a moment of reprieve from the insanity, would we? For those that are still trying to convince themselves that... The entire CV-19 scenario was just a random act of nature, or that those in power, those at the top 
of the food chain, so to speak, have their best interests in mind. Time to wake up. Far, far past time to wake up. On that note, part of waking up, a huge part involves looking up and see what you see. On that note, this headline from last week from Nature.com. U.S. urged to invest in sun-dimming studies as climate warms. From that report... Quote, the National Academy of Sciences has called for government research programs to explore the controversial field of solar geoengineering. We live in an asylum that this can go on in our skies for three-fourths of a century, and the entire climate science community, elected officials, agencies, all pretending that it's not going on in our skies and wreaking havoc with what's left of the planet's life support systems. Let's all keep pretending because it's not okay to talk about it. Let's keep pretending that what's happening in our skies isn't really happening. They're not really, we're not really breathing this toxic material. It's not really contaminating soils, waters, destroying the ozone layer, disrupting the hydrological cycle. Let's all keep pretending it isn't happening. It's just an option that we might have that will fix everything if we choose to do it. Total delusion. Total societal delusion as the human race plummets toward near-term planetary omnicide. And again, there's that pesky problem of small things like the global insect collapse, including, of course, pollinators, which we know what Einstein said about that, or at least what he's attributed as saying, no pollinators, no people, in a very, very short time period. We're there. We have trees blooming in Northern California. They're blooming in some in January of this year, some not till March. No pollinators here. I'm sure there's some somewhere. I see the boxes along I-5 in California where they're trying to pollinate these fields that bloomed before the last major climate engineering cool-down, a chemically nucleated cool-down, where we went from 75 degrees to freezing and back to 75 degrees in the course of about three days. We had, in my particular location, 75 degrees to snow and back to 75 degrees and decimating what's left of the forest trees, which I documented in my last Into the Wild post which is on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. How many flying these planes, how many participating in the materials, acquisition, loading, transport, how many are thinking past their own personal paradigm, their own, their own paychecks and pensions, to what they're participating in? Where is there any honor, morality, virtue? Where is there any? And people pretend to love their children. They pretend to care about their children's future, and they have all these delusional dreams of what's going to happen. It's not going to happen. At best... It's not going to happen. If the human race completely changed directions, which I'm not in any delusion about that happening, but if that happened, we are still going to hit the wall. Once you crash through the guardrail and you're sailing through the air, you can put the brakes on all you want. You're still going to the bottom of the canyon, and we are all going to the bottom of the canyon. And the question now is, will anyone survive that trip? In regard to, again, the contamination and down to the, even the insects, this ubiquitous layer of contamination in our breathable air column is killing everything. Search bees aluminum. I challenge everyone listening to this broadcast, search bees aluminum, and you will see peer-reviewed study to prove bees are dying of symptoms resembling Alzheimer's and dementia in human beings. Why? Because massive aluminum contamination all over the world, and all of us are inhaling the same with every breath we take. Don't believe it? doesn't matter. The reality remains. And for those that try to claim, and many do, because aluminum is such an abundant element in Earth's strata, we should expect it to be anywhere and everywhere. That is a blatant, glaring lie. Aluminum does not exist in the environment in free form. It must be mined and refined and dispersed to be bioavailable in free form. And that's exactly what we have. Again, 
If you don't believe it, it doesn't matter. We already have stats from places like the UK where Alzheimer's and dementia are the number one cause of death and no one's asking any questions. And the bottom line is the demise of the human race that has put an unimaginable weight on the planet's life support systems is not happening fast enough for those in power. And thus, many of the other factors we now see in play. Connect the dots. They're not hard to connect if you open your eyes completely and face the gathering storm completely. Bottom line, no insects, no people, collapsed ozone layer, no people, no trees, no people, dead oceans, no people, no wildlife, no people, no functional habitat, no people. Simple. All of it's happening at once. And Ponzi scheme stock markets and the endless money printing from thin air aren't going to save us. In a moment, I'll get to the report on the world leaders that have announced an international pandemic treaty to implement, quote, Great Reset Agenda. I'll get to that in a moment. But first, let's stop to consider, let's stop and pause to consider three primary points. First, those in power could not do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. Second, as bad as the biological scenario we face is, and global leaders are assuring us there's more to come, Again, I'll get to that in a moment. It is essential to understand and to remember always that biosphere collapse, i.e. the complete collapse of Earth's climate and life support systems, is the absolute bottom line. This destination is unimaginably closer than almost any are willing to face, no matter how obvious and inarguable such a conclusion is. Man's ongoing attempt to covertly engineer the planet's life support systems, i.e. the climate engineering operations, is more than any other factor, determining our collective fate, because it's much, much more than just climate engineering, much more. There are many, many layers to this equation, none of them benevolent, none. It is about power and control on a dying planet. Third primary point, there can be no legitimate discussion about the climate, the environment, or human health, most especially respiratory health, without first and foremost addressing the ongoing climate engineering operations and the highly toxic heavy metal and polymer nanoparticles being utilized for these operations, all of which are in each and every breath we take. They're in all of us, these particles. They're highly bioavailable and highly bioaccumulative, and we're inhaling them with every breath we take. Not to mention these toxins are impacting, again, the entire web of life. And for the record, a primary aspect of climate engineering operations involve cloud seeding with patented chemical ice nucleating elements. This is core to the ever-increasing temperature whiplash scenarios. Search the engineering winter section at geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. And for those that choose to deny without honest, objective, and beyond shocking investigation, again, this reminder of what I stated earlier in this broadcast, denial won't alter the reality that we collectively face. It's not coming. It's here. In a moment... Breaking frontline reports covering the most critically important issues we face, starting with the new treaty, the CV-19 treaty on the global reset. But first, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and to help turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for your help with sounding the alarm. It's our collective efforts that can yet make a difference at this late hour. This is Dane Wigginton. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 295 in a row, without fail. This is April 3rd, 2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it's critically important information that covers the issues we must face in order to have any chance of changing course. This commercial-free, frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. 
This news hour is broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, on the East Coast, in the Southern U.S., and now in Chicago. We have stations in Texas and Florida that will be airing Global Alert News starting on April 10th. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness-raising printed materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. To wake people up to the climate engineering insanity in our skies, a picture is worth a thousand words. Again, we pass on our printed materials for our approximate cost, sometimes below our cost of producing and shipping, depending on where they're going to. Our only goal is to put these materials in circulation as fast as possible. We must have a grassroots effort to expose the climate engineering insanity, to reach a critical mass of awareness, which is the only way forward in this fight. Those in the Reading area of Shasta County, California, can pick up free geoengineeringwatch.org materials from the vitamin section at Orchard Nutrition. Talk to the staff in that section. They will assist you. On Monday, April 5th, I am scheduled to address the climate engineering issue with George Norrie on Coast to Coast. Hope you can tune in. Let's get started with more headlines. And while I'm covering the following report on the Great Reset Treaty based on CV-19, this is published last week. Remember, it's Earth's collapsing life support systems that are the driving force behind so many other agendas and scenarios. Biosphere Collapse Headlines coming after this report as well, along with detailed outlines of the climate engineering connection. But first, this. From last week, multiple sources. 24 world leaders announced international pandemic treaty to implement, quote, Great Reset Agenda. From this report, signatories include the head of the World Health Organization, as well as the leaders of France, Germany, the UK, and other countries. Dozens of global leaders issued a call for a global pandemic treaty purportedly in order to prevent future pandemics, to distribute vaccinations, and to implement a unilateral approach to global governance. How long have we seen this coming? How many warnings have we been given about this? We at geoengineeringwatch.org have been screaming at the top of our lungs for well over a decade that as biosphere collapse became ever more difficult to mask or to hide from the population, the power structure's desperation would go exponential. And we are there now. The report continues. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, French President Emmanuel Macron, German Chancellor Angela Merkel, and the head of the World Health Organization, as well as 20 other world leaders, joined forces in pinning a joint letter with the apparent intent of winning popular support for the Global Governance Plan. The report then states, writing in a UK paper, The Telegraph, as well as other publications such as Le Monde in France, the leaders declared their intent to, quote, build a more robust international health architecture that will protect future generations. Does any rational person that's done any investigation whatsoever believe that these people actually care about protecting their health or their personal paradigm? or providing the opportunity for yet more consumption from populations that they have stated over and over and over are already too great a weight on the planet? Do we really think these people have our best interests in mind? Is that a rational conclusion based on what we know about what they've stated on the record? Let's continue with this report. Quote, calling CV-19 the, quote, biggest challenge to the global community since the 1940s. The 24 leaders predicted that there will, quote, be other pandemics and other major health emergencies. Question, are these global controllers predicting there will be, quote, other pandemics and other major health emergencies? 
Or should we ask, is that what is scheduled? You decide. The group went on to say, quote, no single government or multilateral agency can address this threat alone. They then continued by stating this, quote, the question is not if, but when. Together, we must be better prepared to predict, prevent, detect, assess, and effectively respond to pandemics in a highly coordinated fashion. The COVID-19 pandemic has been a stark and painful reminder that nobody is safe until everyone is safe, end quote. Let's ponder that for a moment. This group of global controllers, again, said, quote, the COVID-19 pandemic has been a stark and painful reminder that nobody is safe until everyone is safe. Again, I ask this question, how many think these people are here to help? Raise your hand. And while mainstream media and so-called elected officials and official agencies that do the bidding of those in control in exchange for a paycheck and pension, while they all try to convince us that the entire CV-19 scenario is just nature behaving badly. Again, I feel compelled to bring this point up, this reminder of a headline from 2015, which appeared in the science publication, The Journal Nature. Quote, Engineered bat virus stirs debate over risky research. That is the headline from a peer-reviewed science publication published in 2015, which should be headlines everywhere, which should be examined by every single individual that cares at all about their children, about the future of the planet, about any chance for any future for anyone. This should be examined. Again, engineered bat virus stirs debate over risky research published in 2015 by the science publication, the journal Nature. What did this report state? Just as a small excerpt, lab-made coronavirus related to SARS can infect human cells. The report then states this, an experiment that created a hybrid version of a bat coronavirus. This is word for word from the report. One related to the virus that causes SARS, that's severe acute respiratory syndrome, has triggered renewed debate over whether engineering lab variants of viruses with possible pandemic potential is worth the risks. That is word for word from a peer-reviewed science study. Why isn't that headlines everywhere? Because they don't want the population to have any idea of what is occurring. Again, this is 2015. Is it any wonder that Fauci stated what he stated on a podium, which anyone can view if they take the time. On film, on the record, Fauci stated on a podium, quote, there will be a surprise pandemic during this presidency. How did he know? And do I even need to answer that question? The Great Reset Report continues with this. This final phrase could indicate the influence which World Economic Forum, the WEF founder and committed global governance advocate, Klaus Schwab, enjoys over the 24 leaders. Just weeks ago, Schwab declared, quote, as long as not everybody is vaccinated, nobody will be safe, end quote. This statement coming from Klaus Schwab should trigger alarms. Again, I ask, is it rational to cling to the belief that such ruling elites are truly interested in protecting populations so that the human proliferation and consumption can continue until there's nothing left? Is that Really a rational conclusion. The report continues with this. The leaders reaffirmed their joint aim of global vaccination, describing it as, quote, a global public good. Just believe us. Do what we tell you and everything will turn out fine. How's that going so far? How's that going? And how did they know? How did they know it was coming? Because they absolutely did know. Not just Fauci, but Gates. Let's not forget. Event 
201. Search Bill Gates Event 201 and ask yourself, is it just a coincidence that on October 18th, 2019, that Bill Gates and colleagues conducted a global mock pandemic for coronavirus exactly as it was beginning to unfold? Is that just a coincidence? Does that question need to be answered? More from the report. In order to achieve that, quote, public good, and to ensure a swift rollout of vaccinations across the globe, the 24 global leaders initiated their new international treaty, stating, quote, that they believe that nations should work together toward new international treaties for pandemic preparedness and response. Such a renewed collective commitment would be a milestone in stepping up pandemic preparedness at the highest political levels. As we've stated at TunisianWatch.org for over 10 years, all major powers, in fact, all countries around the globe with very few exceptions, are colluding and cooperating on the most critical issues we face. Climate engineering and CB19 being two at the core of this equation. Governments are either actively or passively participating. It cannot be otherwise. In the case of climate engineering, because of the cross-border ramifications, it cannot be done without global cooperation. We have 800-page documents at geoengineeringwatch.org, Senate documents, U.S. Senate documents, outlining the global cooperation because of the cross-border ramifications, outlining the total blanket immunity for anyone and everyone involved in these programs, just like the pharmaceutical industrial complex and vaccinations. Total legal immunity from any and all injury and death in any way connected to their products. The CB19 Great Reset Report continues with this. The treaty would be based on the principles of the World Health Organization, drawing from the WHO's constitution, as well as calling on, quote, other relevant organizations key to this endeavor. The World Health Organization's Director General was one of the signatories of this statement. How many know, again, that Bill Gates is the second largest contributor to the World Health Organization and is neck deep in its operations? Think Bill Gates has your best interest in mind? You decide. More from the report. The main goal of this treaty would be to foster an all-of-government and all-of-society approach, strengthening national, regional, and global capacities and resilience to future pandemics, the leaders declared. Sounds like they already have this schedule, doesn't it? Let's not forget the film footage, again, of Dr. Anthony Fauci standing on a podium 2017 stating in no uncertain terms, quote, there will be a surprise pandemic during this presidency, end quote. He didn't say there could be, there may be, or there might be. No, Fauci said, quote, there will be, end quote, a surprise pandemic. Question, how did he know, again, could it be because Fauci is a close colleague of Gates? Or could it be because Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases participated in funding the bat virus gain-of-function research that was outlined in the 2015 journal Nature Report mentioned earlier in this broadcast? $7.4 million in funding, to be exact. More from this great reset report signed by 24 global leaders this week. They went on with this. This includes greatly enhancing international cooperation to improve, for example, alert systems, data sharing, research, and local, regional, and global production and distribution of medical and public health countermeasures such as vaccines. They are so desperate for us to, quote, get the jab in our arms. We hear that statement over and over, the same exact statement from station to station to station. They're all reading a script. The controllers, again, so anxious to give us that shot. Don't you wonder why? 
We'll find out soon enough. Wait and see. More from the report. In language reminiscent of the Great Reset Agenda promoted by the World Economic Foundation and Klaus Schwab, the leaders mentioned that the treaty would lead to a lack of national interests and increased international concerns. Such a treaty would lead to more mutual accountability and shared responsibility, transparency, and cooperation within the international systems and within its rules. Really? Transparency? Really? It is about as untransparent as it could possibly be. But for any that stand back far enough and open their eyes completely, the picture is not hard to see. Final excerpts from this report. Declaring that the coronavirus had, quote, exploited our weaknesses and divisions, end quote, the leaders pronounced it to be their, quote, responsibility to ensure the world learns the lessons of COVID-19 and to seize this opportunity. Here's the final excerpt. From this report, again published last week from multiple sources, titled 24 World Leaders Announce International Pandemic Treaty to Implement Great Reset Agenda. Final statement, the proposal is due to be further discussed among national leaders at the June G7 Summit in Cornwall in the UK, where Boris Johnson will join his counterparts from Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, and the US, and the EU. Meanwhile, the 24 signatories warned that their new plan, quote, will take time and require sustained political, financial, and societal commitment over many years, end quote. Yes, the controllers indeed have plans for us all. But wait, the $2.2 trillion infrastructure and jobs plan announced this week from the U.S. administration will save us all, right? Right. Consider this, this quote from Dresden James. When a well-packaged web of lies has been sold gradually to the masses over generations, the truth will seem utterly preposterous, and its speaker a raving lunatic, end quote. Orwellian societies condemn the messengers of unwanted truths. Welcome to the new world. Unbridled tyranny can only be confronted when a critical mass of the population has found the courage to face the truth. No matter how dire that truth is, and that is the hallmark of a healthy mind, an unyielding willingness to face the truth, no matter how dire, how many in our population can we say that about at this point in time? How many? And will the equation change in time to make a difference? Biosphere collapse, again, continues to outpace global power structure plans. The controllers are becoming more desperate by the day. As geoengineeringwatch.org has stated, would happen for well over a decade. Global conflict, false flag events, pathogen release, all primary cards in the power structure hand. It's not hard to decipher which cards have been played and which are coming. And on this broadcast, I'm not stating or offering conclusions. That's up to the listener to decide. I'm simply covering points to ponder. Two more breaking CB19 reports from last week. Then let's get to unfolding bios for collapse reports. Last week from multiple sources, this Berlin halts AstraZeneca jab as Germany weighs limiting AstraZeneca injection to older patients. The reason the report states new research from a team of German scientists suggests that there is indeed a link between the AstraZeneca jabs and dangerous blood clots. The report then states other European nations, including Norway, where the blood clots have become a major news story after three healthcare workers all came down with the clots and one died, have added or refused to drop restrictions following the European Medical Association assessment. 
Even Canada has suspended plans to give the AstraZeneca injection to younger people over the blood clotting risks. Again, as I stated earlier in this broadcast, my stepfather and father-in-law, both hours after this injection in the hospital, up to a week, my father-in-law under critical care, still not well. And now they're stating that because of these risks, they're going to limit these injections to just older people. Does that make any sense at all? Does that make any rational sense at all? Here's updated data from the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. That's VAERS. That's the CDC's website, Centers for Disease Control. Simply quoting their figures, as of March 19, 2021, 44,606 recorded adverse events. Again, that's a small fraction of actual events, most of which go unreported, including 2,050 deaths following injections of the experimental covid vaccinations. They are indeed experimental. They've been given emergency approval and the completion of the trials for the major vaccines are not due to be completed until 2023. And isn't it baffling, bewildering, perplexing, and alarming that more aren't educating themselves on what they're allowing to be injected into their bodies? What makes more sense? Blind faith in the global elite and the agencies and governments they control, or legitimate investigation. What makes more sense? Final headline on the CB19 scenario from last week. Johnson & Johnson says contractor botched part of vaccine production. Oops. I wonder how many more shipments didn't get caught. Is that the intent? Don't know. Decide for yourself. Moving on to the bottom line. The bottom line. Fueling everything else is the disintegration of Earth's life support systems, climate and life support systems being further fueled by the human race's intentional intervention with the climate system that has been ongoing at scale for over 75 years, ramped up again and again and again till we reach the point where we're at. The planet's climate system is broken. The planet's life support systems are broken. They're not coming back in any time frame that matters. We will never know the planet we have formerly known. Never. Not in any time frame that matters. Can we salvage any part of the planet's life support systems? That remains to be seen. Headlines from last week. This is weather whiplash in Minnesota. Went from 70s on Monday for highs to the 30s and 20s for highs on Tuesday. Weather whiplash. Just like in recent years... Denver, Colorado went from an 85-degree all-time record high for the day to 12 degrees in less than 24 hours. This doesn't happen from nature. This is chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. Engineered winter weather whiplash, along with drought in the west, deluge in the east. The entire climate system has been and is being completely disrupted. And I'm not focusing just on climate engineering. Every form of human activity in the planet that disrupts the energy balance of the planet or its natural processes is a form of climate engineering. All of these factors are a part of the equation. Too many misquote or misconclude what we state at geoengineeringwatch.org. We are simply stating that the biggest single part of the equation is the intentional intervention in Earth's climate system, but that does not negate all the other forms of human activity that are laying waste to the planet. There are too many forms to even begin to consider here, but I am considering the intentional intervention, which is the most responsible for disabling the planet's ability to respond to the damage done. There are countless agendas and objectives behind the climate engineering operations, all of them malevolent. 
But here's one objective, to create the sensationalized headlines to cast doubt into the minds of populations as to the true state of climate collapse by creating sensationalized headlines of cold, cold, cold on a planet that's in total meltdown. Headlines like this from last week, quote, February-like blast to send temperatures crashing in Northeast. From that report, following a delightful day, the report states, on Tuesday with sunshine and balmy breezes, a blast of cold air is projected to slash temperatures by up to 50 degrees Fahrenheit in much of the Northeast by April 1st. AccuWeather forecasters say the winter-like weather is, quote, no joke. Snow is forecast and fall accumulations are expected in parts of the region as cold winds add to the winter-like feel late this week. And they often, quote, wind chill temperatures in a way that makes them appear as if they're ambient temperatures and that further sensationalizes these headlines and what's expected after this cold blast warm before cold and record high temperatures are scheduled to follow this cold blast increasingly chaotic whiplash scenarios the climate system being forced by the climate engineering insanity on top of all the other forms of human damage to the planet the climate system is blowing apart we don't have much time More headlines, sensationalized from last week. Unseasonal snow grips Istanbul, Turkey, following mostly dry winter. And these events create, again, confusion in the minds of the population as to the true state of the climate. But the climate is being dried out. And this is because all the seeding elements are a form of desiccant. They absorb and accrete all available moisture and they thwart the planet's natural evaporative systems. With that in mind, this headline from last week. From Climate News Network, plants will be hit as warming world turns drier. From that report, the air of the planet has been gradually drying this century. If this goes on, that could be bad news for humankind, the report states. In a warming world, crop harvest will dwindle, even in well-watered farmlands, and trees could shrink in height. Trees are dying. And again, for the record, you can't have a drier overall atmosphere on a warming planet unless there's a factor that we're not being told about, and that factor is climate engineering, which involves also radio frequency microwave transmissions that manipulate these particles when they're saturated into the atmosphere. They're desiccant particles. Again, the atmosphere holds 7% more water vapor per degree Celsius of warming. But that moisture buildup in the atmosphere is not occurring, and climate engineering is the reason why. And it appears in a very myopic, short-sighted, effort of the climate engineers to reduce atmospheric water vapor buildup because water vapor is in fact a greenhouse gas as well but they don't take into account all the negative downstream effects of trying to reduce atmospheric water vapor it creates a condition called vapor pressure deficit i'll get to that in a moment Very grave ramifications of this, but continuing from this report, the prospect of stunted forests and shortages of food in a world hit by global heating, climate change, and rapid population growth is ominous. Again, plug this into everything I covered in this broadcast. Those in power understand the ramifications of what's unfolding, and they are acting accordingly, as we would expect them to act given the power that they wield. The report continues, but if the U.S. and Canada... Scientists are right. It may be a simple consequence of plant response to a rarely discussed worldwide phenomenon known as what I just stated earlier, vapor pressure deficit, which has been rising for the past 20 years as the world has warmed. The report continues, the argument isn't a simple one. Higher global temperatures, as I stated earlier, mean more evaporation. Higher atmospheric temperatures also mean that the capacity of the atmosphere to hold moisture also rises. The report then states, quote, so a warmer world should be a wetter world, as I just stated. 
But again, in an overall context, this is not occurring on our planet. Yes, I realize there's record deluges in many locations. You have to think of this in an overall context. Overall, atmospheric RH, atmospheric relative humidity has gone down, not up. This defies the laws of physics unless there's a factor we are not being told about. Again, that factor is climate engineering. So what happens when you create a vapor pressure deficit in our atmosphere? Here's what happens. It pulls water from other sources, animals, plants, and everything else. An increase in vapor pressure deficit places greater demand on the crops to use more water, and in turn, this puts more pressure on farmers to ensure this demand for water is met. But it's worse than that. A vapor pressure deficit causes foliage to shut their stomata. They can't breathe because they're trying to retain their moisture. They can't feed. They can't uptake CO2. So it's not just the intense UV radiation causing forests and other forms of foliage and crops to shut their stomata, to stop breathing, to stop uptaking uptaking CO2. is also the vapor pressure deficit, like an atmospheric vacuum that sucks the moisture out of everything, creating flash drought. And that is directly related to climate engineering operations, and the ramifications are grave indeed. I've covered the vapor pressure deficit scenario on previous broadcasts, but it's becoming so extreme and so critical to the continued existence of the human race on the planet, to the human race's ability to grow food, to feed itself, to have functional forests, functional habitat. Without all of this, we die very immediately and abruptly. Climate engineering operations from every conceivable direction are pounding the nails into our collective coffins. And we can only bring them to light and to a halt by our collective efforts. This battle cannot be fought by the few on behalf of the many. How many, even now, have their eyes wide shut as they're whistling through the graveyard? Ignoring reality doesn't make it go away. True solace does not, cannot exist in turning two blind eyes to unrestrained insanity and outright evil that is long since metastasized among the ranks of global controllers, among so-called governments that are under the thumb of those who print the money, literally. We are almost out of time. If the human race remains on the current course, our days are numbered. If we're to have any chance of salvaging any part of the planet's remaining life support systems, which is the bottom line factor if anyone is to survive the unfolding storm, we must all, every single one of us, do our part. Whatever situation we find ourselves in, whatever challenges we face in our individual lives, we must do what we can, each of us, every one of us, to wake others around us, to reach a critical mass of awareness, which includes being conscious of one's responsibility to stand against the gathering storm. For much more detailed instructions on how you can help, see the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geodringwatch.org. Make your voice heard while it can still make a difference. Make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigginton with geodringwatch.org.